0: This podcast may contain f***ing swears that, from this point on, will not be f***ing bleeped. Hello, and welcome to Something Out of Nothing, a
1: podcast exploring the nature of creativity. Attempting to discover what,
0: if anything, creatives in different fields have in common. To do this, two friends with inquiring minds and a propensity to wang on at each other about creative stuff decided the best way would be to talk to other creatives and see if we can tease their secrets from them. He's Simon White, a writer and advertising type. And he is Neil Smith, an illustrator and graphic designer. So here we are, uh, sat outside under a tree in the corner of a field in a little village in Hampshire. Because that is allowable. Under the current situation.
1: Yeah, that's okay. We're sat under a tree uh, two metres apart because the world has changed somewhat since we conceived this idea for a rather silly podcast.
0: Yes. So previously we've, we were sat around in offices and um, kitchens, yep. whereas now, of course, that's not allowed. Um, and it's only recently that we've been allowed to meet up outside. Yeah. So the, the whole the podcast idea, which was gaining a bit of momentum.
1: I felt like we had some momentum we uh, did didn't we and then, and then like so many things it had to be put on hold on account of a global pandemic
0: yeah um, pesky yeah, yeah sure certainly <laughs> pesky <laughs> uh, hang on let's let that car go past ok
1: yeah they're zipping by Dominic Cummings zipping by in one of his uh, trips out
0: I'm just waving my fist at him yeah well done so basically we're outside in the corner of the cricket field in the little village where I live
1: yeah it couldn't be more picturesque really I feel like I feel like if podcasts had been available to the romantic poets uh, they might have it might have been something like this sat under a, sat under a tree on a sunny day in the shade mm. sun dappled such neath the leafy breeze <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't mopped my brow yet though no I think I might
1: I think Lord Byron probably would have had someone to do that for him
0: mm. lest he run them through <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um so the point of this is that a long time ago now it seems, a good seven months ago, we first of all uh, sat around a couple of microphones and started waffling about what our podcast might be. And then we interviewed a load of people and it started to build a bit of momentum. We thought, you know, this might be out soon, and then the world went to shit.
1: Yeah, everything changed fairly dramatically and I I think uh Losing it on hearing our podcast was probably the least of the world's
0: worries. Um, Well, fortunately for the world, it didn't know what it was missing. Yeah, that's
1: true. But yes, not really a position to uh, launch our podcast during the lockdown. No, we didn't really have
0: the minerals for that.
1: And the idea is that we're going to sit in rooms with people and have nice chats with them, which is what we did.
0: Did yeah, we've got so we've got quite a few of those done, and hopefully it won't be very long before we can um, get a few more under our belt. And even if we have to do that over the phone or whatever. it's Piccadilly Circus round here, isn't it? I know. Crazy. Car every 20 seconds. Dominic Cummings, whizzing by there. Yeah. All right, Dom? Stop it, Dominic. <laughs> Nowhere near Durham. Um, yes, yeah, so hopefully in the not-too-distant future, we'll be able to get back to doing a few, um, you know, interview a few more interesting people, uh, or even if we have to do it over the phone or Zoom or whatever else. Yeah one is reduced to in these desperate times
1: (laughs) it's funny isn't it It, I mean just this morning I you know I just hopped up with a sense of purpose just because I knew I was going to be leaving the house Mm. just because the lockdown's been eased somewhat
0: doing um, something
1: yeah just having to go somewhere and do something oh this is exciting
0: it filled me with the the excitement I haven't felt for two months which is the possibility that I might be late for something (laughs) which which I've missed I didn't realize I'd missed that but I definitely have
1: yeah you are 17 minutes late for everything
0: Pretty much, yeah, that work, according to you Yeah, I'd and say I'd say it's more or less accurate Yeah Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, so this is a very different world It's a brave new world It's a strange new world But here we are, two metres apart And it's really nice to be back talking into a microphone
0: It is Albeit under a tree So, um, we should introduce what we're talking about So, I think the best way to Oh, that's a tractor Yeah That's loud we better wait for him Yeah R&M. he wins the audio war. Yeah, hands down. Mm. So let's go back now. Then there's enough whiffle, I think. Let's go back uh, to a a kitchen table in Salisbury. Can you make a wibbly wobbly swirly sound? So this is a memory. We're going back yeah, in time. Yeah, back in time. Yeah, good. Um, this is uh, so Smithers' uh, kitchen table in uh, November of 2019 when we had sat around and first thought, well, let's, let's just let's see if this works. Let's talk into a microphone and see what happens. So these, here's the, uh, the sort of nascent idea, which is probably still pretty true to what this ended up being. We were going to talk about where this sort of idea came yeah,
1: from. Yeah, OK. Well, the, the idea stems from my feeling is that creatives, anybody making something out of nothing... Uh, will have more in common than they think. Um, the idea that um, you've, learnt, you've you've got your craft. When you start doing something unexpected with that craft, um, uh, and 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 creating, actually your process has a lot in common with uh, other creatives. So, illustrators, advertising people, filmmakers, musicians, chefs. My feeling is that there's a lot of process in common. So the idea for the podcast was to talk to a different creative every week, and
0: and try and discover what we have in common. If there's if anything, because we might find that there's that some people have. I mean, people we do know that people have wildly different, um, you know, within the same discipline. Yeah. have wildly different approaches. Yes, that's certainly true. So it might, yeah, it, it could be interesting. I think it's just interesting to explore, isn't it? That the yeah, how uh, people do stuff.
1: Truthfully. I just I just like talking to creative people, and I'm I'm interested in how they got to where they are. Uh, I'm interested in how they learned to make, um, and then I'm interested in how they make what they make now. Um, yeah,
0: absolutely. And what in and it's it's a kind of a wanky word, but what inspires people to do? Yeah,
1: exactly. What what gets you out of bed? You know, what creative people tend tend to be pretty passionate about what they do, um, and I think if.
0: Or weary and resigned.
1: Or <laughs> weary. Weary, resigned, cynical and going through the motions. Yes. Um, sometimes on the same day. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes in the space of ten minutes. Yes. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, fi- find, uh, finding out what fires people up. But also, I'm curious to find out um, how, they, how they learned to do what they do. Yeah. Um, and to try and sort of deconstruct the creative process and to slightly um debunk the idea that creative people are you know born with this lightning inside them that they've somehow managed to bottle
0: yeah and th- there's a i think there's a, a wealth of that stuff there's I'm constantly surprised by it with people I've worked with whose um motivation and uh, their their kind of background for what it is that makes them do it is so completely different to mine um, and I think it's, it's very easy to assume that you're, oh, well, we, I mean, that's just brilliant, isn't it? And then we all agree that that's brilliant. Yes. And it's, that's just not the case. No. That, um, very, very often that isn't, well, there's a rather splendidly entertaining um, argument in process as we speak about um, Martin Scorsese specifically uh, saying that Marvel isn't cinema and all that kind of stuff, which is, Clearly, a nonsense thing that he said and has been taken out of context. I think, but um, it doesn't matter because the debate it sparked is quite entertaining. And I mean, it is in one respect, it's a ridiculous, um, you know, taking something really complex and nuanced and reducing it to a binary question, which. No harm ever came from that, did it?
1: Yeah, oh, I, I also, <laughs> I also suspect that Martin Scorsese has a film to sell, and having been round the block a few times, he's probably uh, pushing the right buttons in the right places to yeah, generate a bit of uh, yes. good, good quality. Absolutely. press. Absolutely,
0: I also think that Empire Magazine, with whom the the, the interview that where you said that was in Empire, they must be delighted. Yeah, really delighted. Yeah. So next week
1: uh, we will have Martin Scorsese on the podcast. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs>
0: And Empire Magazine. Yes, exactly. And Um, Marvel.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You may be somewhat astonished to learn that we have yet to get any of those people on, uh, but we're still hopeful we might. You never know. You've just got to ask sometimes. Here are a few clips, though, from people we have spoken to, give you an idea of what to expect on Something Out of Nothing. Here's a little clip from a conversation we had with art director Phil Holbrook at wildly successful London advertising agency BBH. Phil's talking here about an ad he and his partner wrote for Burger King in the run-up to the election last year. Uh, you may have seen it. It said, another Whopper on the side of a bus must be an election.
3: There's a brief in the building to make the Whopper famous. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's sort of got that in the back of their mind. And Stuart and I, we had a, had a job cancelled. It was a uh, an abnormally uh quiet day and we just said let's do something for um uh, for, for burger king uh, and obviously the election was on and then we got to whoppers very quickly and relies and then it suddenly ended up on the side of a bus and we sent it to the creative director and said what do you think about this To so the
1: creative director in oh, before for burger, king, for in burger BVH,
3: king yeah um and uh well i mean it, it, it within minutes the creative director had emailed the client and the client had come back saying brilliant because it was going to go on the side of buses um, in London, but you can't advertise fast food on the transport for London network. So, clients uh, said, "Well, we'll just hire a bus and put the message on there and park it outside Westminster and take some party shots." So that's not they're...
0: even paid for media.
3: No. Oh,
0: fantastic! No. That makes it even better.
3: So uh, you know, and that so that that happened very quickly. So uh, Ian talking to the client, the client going, "Yes." Um, on the morning, they uh, Stuart. Uh, tweeted it and it went it went crazy Jeez. and they waited to see what the reaction was before they s- then tweeted it themselves and then oh. they did that tweet uh, we found trouble parking this morning and then that went even more crazy etc cetera, etc cetera. so what was their turnaround time they, from idea oh, to execution sh- I mean it was within two weeks I think and that was probably because the printing took a week
0: and here's a little clip from our chat with animator and artist Caroline Rudge talking about um, an animation she did in collaboration with the writer Neil Gaiman and his partner Amanda Palmer on a poem of Neil's called The Mushroom Hunters.
2: A few months later, she's like, I've got on, I've got a project you might like, uh, you know, oh, yeah, well, yeah, Neil's, Neil's got this poem, have a read, what do you think? And we were like... Oh, I don't need to read I this. I don't know. Uh, I might be busy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah, it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. It's, yeah, brilliant.
0: And it is lovely, and she reads it. But I'm not a massive. I'm not a Amanda Palmer superfan. I, I admire her stuff, mm. uh, but she reads that so beautifully.
2: Yeah, uh, she her voice is. It just draws people in. Yeah, and, yeah. she's got totally a charisma in spades, hasn't she? She has. Yeah.
1: So I'm a sort of um, I'm an Amanda Palmer superfan. Okay. In so far as I've read the book and thought it was great. Yeah. And I found yep. myself... I think you're just a fan. No, like, yeah, that's true. No, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just a fan. Yeah. No, you're definitely... Yeah, not. oh no, the super I'm fans f- are yeah, very... No. You haven't yeah. got the t-shirt. No, I've got a t-shirt. <laughs> or, <laughs> or the <laughs> tattoo. But but great book. Yes. And for a sort of, almost like a manifesto on, mm.
0: you know, have an idea. Yeah. And make it. Make yeah, it. Once make you've it had happen. the idea, do yeah. it, create it. Yeah. You know. Which is exactly what you've done then, by the sounds of it, with the, yeah. this
2: project. Yeah. Uh, but she was so generous in, you know, and Neil as well, in giving this...
1: First name terms.
2: Oh, mm. yeah, of course, yeah. Mm, I mean, mm, we've mm. we've spoken over Skype. Had a mouthful Clearly we're pals. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the generosity in just giving us this poem and saying, well, make your art from this poem, from this art, you know... J- there are no rules. You go and do what you want from this, which is amazing. You know, it's like the dream project.
0: Yeah, it's almost not a brief, isn't it, as well?
2: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, from that, we had ideas, we worked at them. Some ideas didn't work and we had to go back to the drawing board and do it all again. But that's part of the creative process. You yes. know, it's, it, but in the end, we came out with something that everybody was super proud of.
0: And how were they in in terms of feedback or changes or anything? was there was it collaborative in that respect or was it just
2: yeah, it was well, it was kind of you know months of me doing my thing and going, oh, trust me, I really am doing something. It just takes a really long time. um and then you know, six months later, here's something we can show you, and it's like, yeah, this is great, and here's two pages of things that maybe we can have a talk about okay, so, so it, the, the, it was it was you know, collaboration it was pro- proper collaboration
0: and there were there were bits that were, oh I'm not sure about that but why don't you try this that, yeah like, like and a there client. were bits
2: that they were going mm, not sure about that and I said mm, no I like that you know so it worked both ways
0: In this clip, the writer Ridian Brooke tells us about the ins and outs of the process of him writing the screenplay, then the novel, then the screenplay, and then handing the screenplay over to a bunch of other people to collaborate on it to turn it into a blockbuster film starring Kira Knightley. The, when you, you sent me that, um, screenplay. Obviously, it was twenty years ago, so I don't mm. remember it. So I read it again before we mm. came up here and watched the film again mm. to remind myself. And I was struck by how different they are. Mm. Now, obviously, that's the first draft of a script to the finished, yeah. um, produced film. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of things that change. I was, I'm interested in in what that process was. How yeah. much of it was you? What was was it imposed upon you? So Were...
4: the screenplay that you read was very sort of almost like a sort of template for my novel. Yeah which I had wanted to write and had started to write, actually, but it got commissioned before I had a book contract to write that book. And then I came back to the screenplay two years later, and they were happy to wait because it had been sold in 25 countries. Um, And then I was done, and I handed it over to a team of scriptwriters. And I guess there are a number of things to say about this, the issues of compromise obviously when you're a novelist you are the director the producer the writer the editor oh, yeah. you Costume know. Designer. so the vision is yours to realize really you you know which is why a lot of novelists shouldn't really be screenwriters and a lot of them aren't uh because they can't compromise that vision yeah so the letting it go you have to let it go and yeah. i did have to let it go um I was frustrated by some of the choices they made, and I wouldn't have made those choices as a filmmaker. Yeah. If I wasn't a novelist, I'd be a director, because film is a director's medium. Absolutely. Television is a writer's medium.
0: So they say, yeah. Would you agree with that, having done both?
4: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just to to go back to the compromise, you know, I, I, when I handed the script over, as it were, to others, the producer of the of, of the film, who's a good friend. He said, "Rid, if we shot your film, it would cost about 100 million euros more than oh, the 20 we think we're going to make it for."
0: So that was a commercial.
4: So there's a very practical, and he was probably exaggerating. But my version was quite wide screen and multi-stranded with yeah. lots of different stories. In film, film is very reductive, and you can usually only root for one or two people. Mm-hmm. And whereas in the novel, whilst it was a three-focused, or maybe four if you include the sun, the film. They took a decision early that it would be essentially through Rachel, the main characters, you know, Kira, as played by Kira. Um, and, that, and I get that, I actually understand that because you've got two hours and you need to know who you're following. And mm-hmm. very few films have multi-strands unless it's kind of Robert Altman movie or <laughs> whatever. And they're, they're rare, you know. You go to most movies, there's, you're with one person or two.
0: So that's a little taster of what you can expect from something out of nothing when the podcast goes live. Uh, To finish this off, I think perhaps it's worth going back to that little conversation that Neil and I had back in November of last year. And this is our little attempt to finish it off then. And I think it still rings true. This is what we were trying to achieve. And I hope we sort of have. So,
1: Simon, that was us
4: Mm -hmm.
1: waffling um, about a podcast all about creativity and all about people. Um, and,
0: and those are two things I am interested. The creativity in people, yeah, exactly. And the, where the different natures of creativity and where it comes from, and how it's harnessed differently, and yeah, what about them is
1: similar? What about them is completely different?
0: Mm. Sounds quite interesting, doesn't it? Would oh, you... it sounds very
1: interesting. Would you listen to that? I, well, I definitely would. I, I'm a. I think you know. I love. I love a bit of advice uh, by a, a super chap called Austin Cleon, who wrote a really interesting book um, called. Uh, steal like an artist, mm-hmm. um, and he says, "You know, write the book you want to read. You know, record the podcast you want to hear." Um, and I think this is a podcast that I'd want to hear. Oh, look at that!
0: Look what you've done there. We very much hope it's one you'd want to hear too. If it is, why not subscribe to make sure you're notified as soon as it's out.